this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World in which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort, ride by ride, land by land, park by park, to determine which is better. I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long, elusive question, which is better? Disneyland or Walt Disney World. And joining me as always, fresh off a trip for Disneyland is Dan. I'm fresh and I smell like lemons. Hi, I'm Dan and I'm not a uh, collection of recordings of myself pumped through an AI uh, machine. Great. And fresh from his trip to the local pharmacy, Eric. (laughs) He loves drugs. Yeah. (laughs) I am an AI, unlike Dan. (laughs) This is a conglomeration of everything I've ever said. (laughs) Nice. I heard a podcast recently that was a conglomerate. Never mind. I won't even say it. (laughs) Happy April 2nd, everybody. (laughs) No, Um, you didn't. (laughs) uh, So, Dan, I do want to start with that. You just got back from Disneyland. You were there Mm -hmm. for four days, five days? Uh, Three, four. It all bled together. Um. Yeah. And you were clearly you staying at a local hotel because you don't mm-hmm. live nearby. Only the finest for me. And of course, you used concierge to book I did, the yes. entire trip. Thank, thank, you, thank you personally for booking my trip for me. Thank my you. pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's my pleasure. You were yes. delightfully easy to work with. It oh, felt like no which, work at all. Which <laughs> murder clown did Jimmy choose for you this time, Dan? It was the Castle Inn and Suites. The murder clown it, hotel. It is shaped like a castle. Yes. And Inn and Suites. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so one of the things you texted us, we got some pictures of Hollywood land, which yeah, is sure foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. And we got, uh, some, some, you had some thoughts about traffic patterns now that, um, now that Toontown is a real place again. So I want to hear about Toontown and I want to mm. hear your thoughts about the current state of the park. I would even say that Toontown is more realer than it has ever been. Um, you might call it the Asher of Lands. This is the yes, it's the Asher wow. of Lands. Because if you think about it, it's always been kind of this like afterthought of a land in a lot of ways. But if you think about it now, you have in that land itself, you have Roger Rabbit's cartoon, cartoon spin, and think about the queue for that, right? Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. the most popular, but it can just. It, take in a ton of people it eats a lot of people it eats a lot of people um and then uh mickey's house which again they're the whole thing's just like a long queue to see mickey right um uh mickey and minnie's runaway runaway railway which is a great ride Mm -hmm. um great queue great queue um and it is a legitimate rope drop attraction where people could very if you think this through people could very legitimately and make make a very strong argument for 
I'm going to go straight to Toontown at Rope, Rope Drop. I'm going to go straight to Peter Pan at Rope Drop. I'm going to go straight to Galaxy's Edge at Rope Drop. And those of you who can see my hands, you see what I'm doing with that. That's right. Oh, he's he's pointing in the right direction yes, from Main I, Street. Looking I sure at the am. I can go to Indiana Jones, which reopened and has new, new stuff. effects and new stuff. Uh, and stuff actually works again. Or I can go because I'm old fashioned and, and, you know, I love the 80s. I can go to Space Mountain at Rope Drop. Yeah, that's Any a lot direction. of Rope Drop. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That, did you go to rope drop and did you observe uh, a noticeable like uh, distribution of those crowds? I went to a rope drop. I always, I usually hit, will hit one just to get it out of me. Um, and as you know, I go to Pirates of the Caribbean because thematically. Yep. Thematically. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that usually in the past year that past, past two is, has it been two years? It's been a year, however long it's been. Two years. It's been about two years, um, year and a half, whatever. Um, Since Disney Disneyland like reopened, reopened. yeah, for, right. for real, okay, yeah, for realsies. And it it has never had, by the way, it's full. It's never been it's fully operational. To quote the emperor, uh, you had you know <laughs> we didn't Papati. have parades for a while. We didn't Chief. have nighttime uh, spectaculars. We didn't have currently Meet the only greets. thing. No meet and greets, and they've all reopened, but things have closed. Currently, the only thing missing from the roster is a treehouse, which has like negligible effect on crowd patterns. So we're kind of this is kind of Disneyland at its full power for the first time since the shutdown, because you got a daytime parade now, which is really good. Um, All that. Anyway, I went to Pirates of the Caribbean to answer your question, and usually (laughs) for the past. However long it was, and that's where I got stuck. Pirates at rope drop, noticeable, like a little bit of a wait outside the door, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, five, ten minute ish on the app. Uh, It's back to just walk straight on. Right. And same thing with uh, Haunted Mansion, just walk straight on that thing. So you're saying that most people don't recognize that Pirates of the Caribbean is the thematic the, the, yes. the most appropriate thematic right. element that you should most have to start your Disneyland day. And yes. also most people don't recognize that if you really want to get the most out of your day, you go on the things that don't have lightning lane before you go on the things that whatever. That's um, smart. I'm not saying they're wrong, but they're wrong. Um, <gasps> and one thing I noticed was that Peter Pan, and I wasn't like stalking the numbers, but mm-hmm. Peter Pan was generally around a half an hour all day. And typically an hour at typically least, Typically, right? it's, it's usually like 45 minutes. Because mm-hmm. now you've taken that that young crowd of any height and you can mm-hmm. now go on a new Mickey ride. Right. So it just it distributes all that stuff. And in terms of like planning where to go and when for your day, it's anyone's game right now. Because everything is different. And yeah. so like I noticed, for example, that... Um, Toontown during a parade was especially the afternoon, the the later parade, because the parade's going up from Main Street. So a bunch of suckers are waiting in small world area mm-hmm. for longer than they need to. Um, Toontown was pretty dead during that time. But after that time, oh, my God, you don't want to be there. Uh, conversely, uh, oh, some so fun, tr- fun trick there is I noticed for all three days. Three and a half, 
if you want to see the parade, you can walk up to the, the area, the standing seating area right by the Disney gallery, by the, the train station okay. on a Lincoln side. Yeah. You could walk up five minutes before the parade starts. It's there's always something available. Mm. So hot tip, everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what, what else is back in Toontown? Is, is Minnie's house still there? Minnie's house is still there. You got the gadgets, go coaster. We got play areas that are like legit play areas. Um, how much grass. time did you spend playing on the grass? Um, several hours. Um, oh. I just, I like to roll around cause usually real grass makes me itchy and I don't like it cause my skin's real sensitive. So I just was rolling around the fake grass. No, not really. Uh, it was, there were a lot of, a lot of kids running around doing, you know, yeah, a lot of weird abstract childlike movements that I, that they call play. Um, uh-huh. and did they move gadgets go coaster? No. They just expanded all the other stuff. But they got rid of Chip and Dale's little ball house. So you got all that empty <laughs> open space now. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember ever seeing Goofy's or Pluto's dog house. Is that new? Or just never noticed it? Dog house? It's a, they're on the map. There's Pluto's the dog house. Or is, maybe it's a garage. That's a, that's a, that's a food, a foodery, isn't it? Uh, not mm. what I'm looking at on the map. But Cafe Daisy is new, it seems. Cafe what? Daisy has been expanded in terms of like it offering a lot of different things. And good boy and there's, grocers. There's characters all over the place. Like it is, it is actually living up to what, maybe not the aesthetic version of what it was promised to be, but the actual purpose of what it was promised to be. Like it's a play area. It's got everything. It's great. Yeah. Um, and, um, what about all the touch explosion fireworks house Pull the bars apart. All that. That's still there. Um, And I, you know, I don't have children (laughs) that I'm aware of. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So I can't really relate to this. And Jimmy, maybe you will be able to. But looking at the faces of the parents Mm -hmm. watching their children frolic about in the play areas they had this noticeable look of, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, because the kids can run around and yeah. they're supposed to run around in that right. area. And mom right. and dad can just sit and let them run around and be safe. And maybe this buys them time, you know, on something that they want to do. I don't know. I don't know how that you know, game works. You know what they need to do is at the entrance of, of Toontown, uh, underneath the tunnel for the mm-hmm. train, Mm-hmm. They need to set up one of those turnstile things like Chuck E. Cheese and they give everybody a stamp, a matching stamp. So that way, you know, that kid cannot leave that land without a matching stamp. And then you just go <laughs> set up a bar. <laughs> just leave. Just, just leave. Well, no, 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 not leave. Go into the land, go to the bar, and let the kids just run around because you know they can't leave. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, it's kind of set up like that. I, w- I was in, um, I don't want to say argument, but sort of argument with uh, someone online. Surprise. Big surprise. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> say what? And I was saying, you know, I've been saying a lot on this show even that they have to connect Toontown with Galaxy's Edge exactly. in some way because it's right there. It's right there. And someone... Introduced me to this argument, which actually makes a lot of sense. They said, well, they can't have it be connected. The reason why it works as a dead end is so that parents can know that, like, at least they're in here. You know, Mm. you have that one entry point, one exit point that is 
kind of away from everything interesting. I don't know how intentional that is. But I don't know how intentional that is either. I think it's it is a dead end, and it was designed not intentionally as a dead end. Maybe it's a unintended consequence, but yeah, I don't, yeah, know. It's, I don't it, buy it. it. I can see it. Yeah, I mean, um, I. I, I'm not saying that they're wrong. It's something I didn't really see before. It does have that effect, but I don't know how intentional it is. I will note it. I will add though that um, just avoid the train station and in Fantasyland unless yeah. you are getting off of it, because you never know. You never know what you're going to get there. Yeah. Um, and also, as, when you walk into the land, you know how you have that. You know, you go under the train station. Mm-hmm. They've added like an audio curtain. Sort of. Oh, cool. Of like wacky, you know, sounds going back and forth. Oh, okay. Um, and so kind the of, staff members working there hate it. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of like the uh, a representation of what it was like in the movie Roger right. Rabbit. It's a transition. It's yeah. It's, yeah. That's really well. cool. I mean, yeah. I, and I keep telling people too, I'm not, I mean, yeah, I'm part of the show and yeah, I go to Disneyland way more than you know the average person but i'm not a disney apologist if anything you two nerds are and mm-hmm. i think that um <laughs> and I, jimmy's more of a universal apologist these oh, days. that's true that's true um i just like that i can bully you on that one thing <laughs> and, 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 give him but, that one thing jimmy <laughs> you two nerds um but I and, and I try to make it clear to people when I talk about, you know, these things, people, normies, I, mm-hmm. I'm just like, consider who I am and consider whether this was built for me. It was not. And right. I would totally tell you if it sucked, if it then I would identify it. It it works. I mean, that's great. I'm not. I mean, yes, I did go down the slide, but only one time. <laughs> <laughs> did did um, you or did you not say we? <laughs> I think I actually said, oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Which slide? There's uh, there's uh, three slides. One just goes straight down. And there's two right next to each other that have a little oh. bump. Okay. And because I'm a, I'm a big boy and I, mm-hmm. I'm not scared of big boy things, I went on the, the bumpy one. Ooh. And when oh. it bumped, is, that's when I said, oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you <laughs> did you launch slightly at each bump? Uh, get some air, or was it just spinal compression? Some hang time. It's a little spinal compression. It's it has rollers, so it does interesting things to your butt. Ooh, mm. Um, mm. I might go. Jimmy and I are in. <laughs> um, we Eric and I will be there three weeks from this very moment. Mm. Well, maybe not this very moment, but three weeks from today, we'll be there. It we'll probably land. be there this very moment. At least well, I will. Yeah, I, I don't think my land plane's until, I don't know. I haven't booked my thing. But anyway, three weeks from today. You haven't hey. booked a flight yet? <laughs> no, I don't have time. Are you a travel planner or something? That's, <laughs> I'm too busy tra- planning for other people. I don't have time for me. Jimmy, if you want, if you want your travel plan, call concierge. It's 856-R-Ears. Oh, perfect. Done. You know what? I'll do that. Actually, <laughs> should, like, totally should. concierge do it totally do that. <laughs> don't request me. Uh, I that's, that's all. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Well, so moving on, unless you have anything else, Dan or Eric on Disneyland, the state of the park. Not really. Uh, um, Magic happens. Really good parade, by the way. Magic. It was really Perfect. good. Yeah. Well, then we'll see Magic happens maybe after we go to Club Thirty Three, Eric. 
All right. With Tom Okay, Carter. so we'll, let's get straight into the show. I do want to talk about the Reedy Creek Improvement District, some kind of big news this <laughs> week, and some language that is phenomenal, and a <laughs> big old middle finger to the state of Florida, specifically Ron DeSantis, but we're going to get into that, into that later. Little Rhonda. <laughs> Rhonda. Rhonda Santis. That, that should be his nickname for him. Not Meatball or whatever. Or the Sanctimony. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so there's some, also some news around that man, but we won't get into it. <laughs> what, what? What's happening? <laughs> what happened? He's not president well, anymore? Is that point, what's happening? <laughs> at this point, nothing has happened, but whatever. <laughs> Probably nothing ever will. Anyhow, before we get into that, I would like to start our show. We have a versus episode. Let me rephrase. We planned a versus episode. <laughs> As you've been listening for the last we couple it. of months. We, well, Ready. We, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and you've noticed, you know, we've kind of shared that our lives are a little bit on the chaotic end, probably more so than they've ever been. Uh, it, we we really For good reasons, about, we should add. Yes, for I good think. reasons. Dan is at Disneyland, et cetera. <laughs> um, he's doing research. But you got you to gotta think that... Um, we are proud of the content of the show. One of the things that I said from the beginning is I want it to be accurate and I wanted it to be um, well, uh, well researched. So much of the stuff we can kind of pull from the top of our heads, but there's a lot of stuff we don't know that we learn from the show. So we thought because we're all busy, but we want to get back to the core of what this show is, which is which is better, is we thought, well, you know what? There's a Hollywood street in California Adventure and there's a Hollywood street in... Um, in Hollywood studios. So let's just do the streets, right? And it would be just be quick and easy. We can kind of get to the verses. And then we realized upon some research that they're both lands. These are both full fledged lands that we have not covered as a whole. Like we like to cover everything in the land before we do the land. We also like to have May and Natalie on for the lands episode. So we're going to see how this goes, but the intent is to argue the ho- Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. versus Hollywood Land, because that's what that street is called. Now, there is a Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood Land, but it goes perpendicular to the main street where you get your award wieners, et cetera. So we're calling this at the moment the case of the Hollywood themed street Sunset Boulevard versus Hollywood Land. Eric is going to argue for Sunset Boulevard. Dan is going to argue for Hollywood Land. There will be sounds played at some point. I don't know when. <laughs> and <laughs> you mean like now? There you go. It's very Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So is there another one or is it all the same? Or is it just whatever happens to be playing at the time you turn it up? There you go. I think it's the second one. Okay. So um now, Eric, we you know, we don't have the same sort of structure around like we've had, you know, the introduction. What is this thing? Tell us about the queue, the ride experience, land impact, et cetera. We don't have that kind of same structure because we're talking about lands effectively that we haven't really covered in, in a whole. But we'll, we'll cover shops, uh, cover restaurants, we'll cover attractions. We won't go into full detail, just kind of real highlight, I think, and a lot of the history and backstory about the lands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starting with Eric, because Sunset Boulevard came first. It it was a, an extension to Hollywood Studios after what in the nineties. Yes. Okay. So, if, and then you, of course, if, if you want the exact, I do. Got to you've got to ask nicely. 
Okay, <laughs> please, Eric, will you tell me exactly when Sunset Boulevard opened, complete with Rock and Roller Coaster, Aerosmith, uh, Tower of Terror, and Phantasmic? Okay, now you're just getting complicated. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, when did those, it open? those all opened on different days. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, but Tower of Terror opened with the land, right? It did not. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. We've done that no. episode. We probably covered it then. All um, right. Well, you're going to get to it. Sure. So we're going to start with Eric. And I might just volley back and forth between the two of you because there's no real structure here. We're going right. to kind of figure it out as we go. And this may evolve into multiple episodes. Um, but we will find resolution at some point. Which land is better? Uh, we'll get there. It may not be today, but we will get there. And we'll give you so much fun content in the meantime. So, Eric, why don't you go ahead and share with us what you'd like to share with us about Sunset Boulevard? I would love to share with you what I want to share and with I you. I don't mean the musical. Okay. You have a bunch about okay, Mr. Hang on, DeMille. I got to rewrite my notes here. Um, okay, Les DeMille, uh, Les Norma Desmond. Uh, Norma Desmond. Yes. Um, that was her name, right? Norma do, Desmond. I, do I remember my, my right. Sunset Boulevard? Okay. Ready for my close-up, et cetera, et cetera. Yep, that's the one. Well, oh my goodness. Also referenced a lot by David Lynch. Just put that out there. Oh, oh, that 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 famous gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What a guy. David Lynch, if you're listening, if you want to be on the show, uh, email our producer, David at earsup-podcast.com. And David will tell you all about David Lynch, or is David David Lynch? I'm already loving where this episode's going. Wow. <laughs> That's deep, man. That's so Why meta. even start the show? Um, <laughs> That's fair. All Should right. We talk about DeSantis? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, David DeSantis or yes. Ronald yeah. DeSantis? Rhonda. Rhonda Santos. Rhonda Santos. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we're uh, saying it. Disney MGM Studios <laughs> opened up in 1989. That's a that's a time. That's a date. Kind of. That's a year. That's not a date. It's a year. Five years later, uh, the park was looking for expansion um, as as part of the initial plans for the park. Uh, the, the I guess the initial idea was to create a Toontown of sorts, create a Roger Rabbit themed Toontown in MGM Studios that spurred off of the main Hollywood Boulevard that the main drag straight as straight as you enter the uh, original MGM Studios. So there was a it, the the original setup was pretty much you, you head down you head down this street and you see the Chinese theater in front of you, you enter the main hub which if you look at it from above was a silhouette of Mickey complete with eyes and a smiling mouth, the way that they had the, the, the concrete laid out and everything. Um, and Echo Lake was one ear. The other ear was the theater of the stars, which was themed to the, it was a, a take on the Hollywood bowl. So it was a smaller version of the Hollywood bowl that had multiple shows there over the early years. Oh, please tell me you have them. Oh, do you do you want them? <laughs> yes. Uh, do, you, do you want me to stall while I bring up that part of my notes? Because I thought I was going to talk about them later. Uh, whatever. I just um, think. Whereas see here. Um, <clears throat> Hollywood Land was an opening land. And yes. It was called Hollywood Pictures Backlot. Yes, it was Hollywood Pictures Backlot. 
Um, and it and was part of complete with the ABC soap opera bistro. Yes, the ABC which we soap have to opera do an episode bistro. on at some point. Oh, I would love to. We have to do. There's I don't so know much... what the counterpart is. Uh, well, does Disney World have an absurdly priced, <laughs> overly themed restaurant that is now closed? I mean, probably. <laughs> How much would you? I just. But how much would you pay for theme park jambalaya? Just think about. I'm not saying you need to have an answer now. Just think about. I have recently paid for theme park jambalaya, which I had, I believe, at uh, uh, the pirate restaurant when Mm. we were there, and I had COVID. Oh, did they have jambalaya? Was that gumbo? Oh, I had a. I had a Monte Cristo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Oh, that's right. It was good. Would anyway. you pay in 2023 money? Oh, $32. Probably. <laughs> probably. Theme park jambalaya. But only if I could be in a recreation of a set of General Hospital. And only <laughs> well, then, then would I'm, I pay. Uh, I'm very sorry for you that <laughs> ABC Soap Opera Bistro no longer exists. At the time that park opened, I was dating someone who watched General Hospital every day. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and I watched it with her and we would enjoy some of uh, the devil's cabbage. Uh-huh. And so we would watch General Pickled Hospital. Cabbage? Pickled right. cabbage? Every yeah. day on the couch. <laughs> Hold and on. What time was what time was General Hospital? <laughs> it was recorded. I don't care. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> A DVR, baby. And we would sit and watch that. And I was so into it. Like, like I knew that's, all the things. That's I knew what that cabbage will do. You get to it into whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is the greatest. It is. And so, yeah, I was very excited to eat the soap opera bistro because I could recognize Port Charles and all of the <laughs> the things and the stuff. But uh, short-lived. Uh, but anyway, Eric, did we stall uh, yes. long enough? Oh, we stalled just long enough. Let me tell you all about the theater of the stars. <laughs> um, it, during the first few years of the Disney MGM Studios, there was a daily... Uh, star today promotion where a star of the day would come in and do their handprint and (laughs) inscribe a chunk of concrete. Not all these chunks of concrete would actually be kept. Um, Well, I guess they were all kept, but they weren't all displayed immediately. Some of them were swapped out in front of the Chinese theater, much like the Hollywood stars, but guests like uh, Annette Funicello, what? Jane Powell. They, they landed Howard in that Funicello? Duff. Yeah. They, they did. I don't know how they got her. Uh, but you know what? I wonder if Phyllis Diller hooked them up because she was there too. <laughs> like so many and so, so many people random could, like, people come to the theater and watch it. Yes, this was a daily presentation <laughs> at the theater. Wow. Where they would have them do the thing. And um it, uh. one of the ads I saw said. Uh, come see the stars. They're here. They're live. So close you can touch them. Whoa. But please don't. <laughs> but please, but don't. Please, please don't touch and George Wendt. Is that building <laughs> no longer there? That building is no longer there. Okay. Now, the What the is daily, in instead? Well, there's there's emptiness there. But the <laughs> other shows that ran in this... We're, we're talking about the shows. Dan wanted to know the shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the original show that ran every day uh, from opening day until um, 1991, mid 1991, 
was a show called Hollywood Hollywood. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh that's worse than I thought it would be. Where <laughs> Goofy and various other... I mean, not hooray for Hollywood or... Yeah. Like Hollywood Hollywood? I, I mean... With Goofy? Yeah, yeah with, with Goofy. Uh, Goofy and many singers that, and dancers, they're all... <sighs> They're all in black and white. They're all in their formal best. They're dancing. They're singing. It's just a generic tribute to Hollywood that ran for a couple of years. Wow. Um, I need to see if this is on YouTube. It is. It's got to be. Would you like me to send you the (laughs) one of the links that I have here? (laughs) Um, uh, The. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to re- retool this show to have more live live. This is this needs to be a walkabout from from now on. But um, after that show ended, um, there was a short lived. Uh, no, interspersed with that show was a swing band show called Swing Swing Swing, capitalizing on the. Now that uh, I could see because that's that's a play on sing 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 sing. Everybody wants to sing. Yes. D D D and the dot 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 dot. Yes, and Swing, Swing, Swing was a John Williams tribute to the song Sing, Sing, Sing used in the film Swingers. There you go. Uh, uh. Which is, I mean, it's a pretty good song. After these shows were done. <laughs> I'm um, watching it right now. I'm we, watching Hollywood, Hollywood. It's so it's, you're going to it's exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> you're going to want to pause Hollywood, Hollywood uh-huh. and switch to Dick Tracy in Diamond Double Cross. Oh, we had that at, at uh, Disneyland for a short time. Well, yeah, yeah they had it at uh, Walt Disney World for a short time as well. Dick Tracy um, pointing a Tommy gun at various mm. um, horrific looking masked men in primary colors. Those of you not familiar with this phenomenon that swept the nation, Dick Tracy was a huge success. Everyone was talking about it. All the kids were were excited about how Al Pacino played <laughs> played the, the villain. I, I, and how I Madonna remember, played a person. Yeah, I remember yeah. it was all the talk at my elementary school. We're like, how many times have you seen Dick Tracy? <laughs> That's and if anyone they, said more than once, they were lying. <laughs> this <laughs> this <laughs> is that one kid who was really into the strips, I'm sure. This is post Wells Eisner era, right? No. Yeah. No, this no, was, no, because Wells died in the 90s. Yeah, this was 1990. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, to get back to uh, Sunset Boulevard, Eric, you, you were saying yes. that it was originally intended to be a a Roger Rabbit sort of themed thing that like Roger Rabbit was on all the billboards and they had stuff themed around the movie, but then they couldn't get the rights. Is that right? Yeah. And you know what, before they could clear the way for that plan, uh, we have a few more shows that premiered okay, on the sorry. theater, the stars location. <laughs> Wait, there was Hollywood's was pretty, this? It, this is 1989. To, this is five years, 89 to 94. Well, less what? because they had to demolish the stage. So How, this is completely ambitious. By the way, I'm looking at Hollywood Hollywood once again. It has all the uh production value of like a Laughlin stage show that is trying to look like it has the production value of a Las Vegas stage show. Delightful. Great. Yes. 
Well, the next show that appeared in that location was Hollywood's Pretty Woman. <laughs> was it Minnie Mouse? Was it Minnie Mouse? It, it featured Roger Rabbit, oh, oh, Mickey, Rabbit. Minnie, and Goofy. Uh, there, there are tributes to many famous actors of of the stage and screen, including Judy Garland, Ginger Rogers, Carmen Miranda, Jeanette McDonald, and Madonna. <laughs> wow! And there was a finale that had a uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy walk around back when the Muppets had full sized walk around characters, not Muppets, but wow. Full-sized, human-sized walk-around characters of Kermit and Miss Piggy joined the stage. After that, which um, they are terrifying, by the way. <clears throat> yes, oh, yeah. listener, I have to uh, just give you a little place-setting commentary. Dan has a television behind him, and he was looking to put Hollywood Hollywood on that television yeah, I screen. <laughs> yeah, I was failed attempt. <laughs> are we gonna try again? Okay. Uh, um, after so that that show surprisingly only lasted two years. Shocking. Uh, yeah, Only. shocking. Right. Only n- not two years, two months. Okay. What am I saying? Months. They're shorter than years. It's months. <laughs> September to November. After that, Beauty and the Beast, a a retelling of the movie uh, aired, 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 um, showed, staged, mm-hmm. uh, starting the same day as the movie opened. So not Whoa. the Broadway version of this film. This was the version that you can actually see now to this day at right. Hollywood Studios with a lot of cartoony folks dancing around in cup costumes. Right there on Sunset Boulevard. Right there on Sunset Boulevard. So that aired in uh, 1991 and uh, had to be shut down in 1993 when they demolished the theater to open up a whole street behind it. Which is... Which is Sunset Boulevard. Sorry, Sunset Boulevard. Yes. Wonderful. And so the, the, all the Roger Rabbit theming thing fell through. And yeah, that all fell through because of licensing between. I mean, the, the movie itself was some sort of odd flash in the pan, once in a lifetime sort of phenomenon where we had Amblin and Disney collaborating on the Warner character of, of Roger Rabbit. But then, yeah, we had Warner Brothers involved. Uh, all of these extra characters from across multiple cartoon universes existing in the same film. And that that movie was, yeah, like you said, kind of a never will happen again. And I don't know if we've talked about it on the show before, but there are a couple of interesting facts about it that no Warner Brothers character could have less screen time than a Disney character. So Mickey Mouse couldn't say more than Bugs Bunny. Right. Uh, Daffy Duck couldn't do more than or less than uh, Donald, et cetera. Right. And there is a, a sort of a breakthrough in animation done in that film. And they actually have vernacular in animation still to this day, you know, similar to like e-ticket and that sort of thing that are used in the common theme park vernacular in animation. It's when Roger Rabbit is in the back room at the pub, the Red Trolley Inn with Eddie Valiant and Eddie hits the light and yes. the light flashes and reflects on Roger Rabbit like he's mm-hmm. actually in the space. And so I don't know the exact term, but it's something like hit the light something or other that is a reference to kind of the reality of that thing that's not in a room behaving as though it's in a room. 
Well, yeah. And it made the, I think what you're getting to is that adding that touch ended up making the animation, which was already like very, very hard to do, even harder mm-hmm. to do, but right. it made for more, more immersive thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, really, it has nothing to do with Sunset Boulevard. Mm-mm. No, it not, not really. Other than they wanted to put a Toontown in there that was Roger Rabbit themed. We would have gotten a cartoon spin, mm. perhaps slightly differently themed, but but still, that was the idea: was to create a Roger Rabbit themed area in in MGM Disney MGM Studios, and that did not happen because Very all of these licensing things fell apart. Very popular movie; they wanted to capitalize on it. They did do so at uh, Disneyland. We're not able to in Hollywood Studios. Slash yeah. Disney MGM Studios. Well, there's still some some touches, some nods to Roger Rabbit. The um, the backlot tour. I really loved the old uh, <laughs> one of the portions of the backlot tour where you could go into the Acme factory. Oh, that's right. I remember that. You could take a picture underneath the steamroller, mm-hmm. and they had a bunch of gag props from. Uh, from the movie, many of which ended up getting moved to Toontown in Disneyland when that opened up. Uh, But there is still a small amount of Roger Rabbit in the theme park right now, where if you head to the Echo Lake area above Hollywood and dine uh, eatery, buffeteria, there's a um, there's the offices of Valiant and Valiant where you can see the the spot from the movie where Roger Rabbit burst through the, the window. So you see the blinds and the window itself smashed in the shape of Robert's Robert's I've not Roger's seen that silhouette. Before. You've Robert's never seen Rabbit. that. I've not Ro- seen that. Is Robert that so that's where, that's where like the fifties primetime cafe and all that stuff is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I need to look yeah, up more. My goodness. I, I loved that as a kid because they had a, they had a, a studio for maroon cartoon, I guess. Uh, no, that what that's not the offices of Valiant and Valiant because I was it's about to say it's Maroon, Maroon Studios. Yes, yes, that's where that's the yeah he went through R.K. Maroon's window. Right. Yes. So it's Maroon Studios. Wow. Uh, there are also signs around there that say like no like rooms for rent, no actors, no tunes. Oh. Um, yeah. So some of these things still stick around, but you never walk that way unless you're going to eat. At the 50s primetime cafe. Or you're trying to bypass the crowd on on the main drag. Right. I have a question. At what point are you going to talk about Sunset Boulevard? (laughs) (laughs) How how far into this episode are we? (laughs) Hey, you wanted the history. No, I I did. I I talked about a thing that was on there. This is very organic. I like it. Keep going. Okay, maybe maybe give Dan a shot. I don't know. I well, we talked about. I mean, soap you've opera been bistro. the, the history California Adventure. Yes. You, you know, like this is, is that your argument? Well, I mean, it could <laughs> be. It could, Ray World could be. I, All right, I think, back to me. Anytime in this episode, anytime Eric talks, it's probably going to be a more interesting and less depressing piece of content. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so keep going. Tell us more well, history to Eric. Sunset Boulevard. All right. Sunset Boulevard opened up in 1994 in uh, June of 1994. And really all it had in the early days were a few shops uh, and a a little red trolley that that kind of hearkened to that 1940s era Hollywood. In fact, also it even Roger Rabbit. 
Yes, also in Roger Rabbit. The number on that trolley, which is still a cart that sells things to this day, is a um, is it, that trolley is numbered six one or six nine four, which means June nineteen ninety four. Nice. And uh, yeah, at the end of the street, you had the Beauty and the Beast show, which was moved to the new theater, uh, which uh, they kind of recreated the Hollywood Bowl, made it a little bit bigger than the initial theater. And uh, yeah, they had the Beauty and the Beast live on stage show there at the new theater of the stars. Right. Um, Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot else there. It took another month for the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror to open. So the building was there. It just wasn't open. Yes, the building was there. And uh, then they opened up that that area. And then a year later, they opened up the rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith at GeForce Records. Nice. We've talked about all of these things. We have. We've talked about Phantasmic. We did an episode. We did an episode with Incredicoaster and Rock and Roller Coaster. And we did the Towers of Terror. Mm -hmm. Have we done the Treehouse? We have. Yes. I thought so. Because we'll have to relitigate that when the new Treehouse opens. We will. Yes. All right. So You know what we haven't talked about? Is the more recent Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. which sure haven't. Also exists tucked as far back away from anything ever at yes. the back end of sunset the Boulevard ultimate dead end. Right. <laughs> In so many ways. In so many ways. <laughs> it's, um, it's a show, I guess at the sunset showcase theater. Um, there's a dance party outside. You can meet lightning McQueen. You can see a lot of um, animatronic cars look like they're driving. Here's what I want to do. I want to do a full episode on these lands where we explore once we've covered everything, where we kind of explore in more detail about stuff. Um, so maybe we can really make this argument about the street, which street is the most Hollywood of streets mm. in the Disney Hollywood version. You know what I mean? Because I one thought that's the, what we were doing. Well, that was the original <laughs> plan, but um, so we can do that. But I, I do want to, I do want to take the time to go through the lands in more detail where you, if we need to talk about the racing Academy, whether that's in the, in that episode or whether that's its own episode. And <clears throat> I think as we go through this and kind of figure out what the similarities are, like, for example, Dan hasn't said it yet, but there's a live stage show opportunity in Hollywood land, just like there is in, um, the the Buena Vista, right? Sunset. Which one is yeah. it? Sunset. Sunset. Yes. Yeah, but you've got two of them in Sunset. Two live shows. Phantasmic and Phantasmic Beauty and the Beast live on Beauty stage. And the Beast. Yes. Um, I believe there are bathrooms in yeah, a very similar side street on the right hand side in both. If I'm not mistaken, um, you've got an attraction. <laughs> there, there's so many bathrooms on Sunset Boulevard. Let me <laughs> yeah. let me tell you, so many. There are three. Okay. Or if you count Brown Derby. But I'm, I'm just remembering, if I'm remembering correctly, both of them, as you go down the street on the right-hand side, there's a little alleyway alcove of bathroom. So True. And then they both have attractions, but Hollywood Boulevard doesn't have rides outside of Monsters, Inc.? Uh, it has mon- No, not anymore, because... Um, Philharmagic is a, terror a thing. Gerrymandered. Yes, exactly. Um, Philharmagic or Philharmagish rather um, <laughs> exists and is there. 
And yeah, it's just monsters and a bunch of facades that are great. And let me tell you how great they are. We have so many things. We have a thing that looks like another thing. A lot of stuff that looks like other things. Sounds that sound like other sounds. Um, For example, there is a restaurant that sells hot dogs. Can you guess what it's called? Award Wieners. It is exactly. It is called Award Award Wieners. <laughs> because you see, in Hollywood, a lot of people win awards and Not as hot many dogs as are like. frequently called wieners. Uh, so, or weenies. We also call it a weenie. What they did is they, they said, award wieners. Uh, oh. They also have a place for smoothies. It's called schmoozies. Ah, because uh, in Hollywood. The, the schmooze. And yeah. it sounds really close to smoothies. Mm-hmm. So they call them schmoozies. And you get like smoothies and shakes there um and in hollywood people like a lot of smoothies they're health nuts they oh they sure do they're, they're just a bunch of fruit and nuts fruits and nuts on this hollywood it's, anyway the design that sounds like hollywood a bunch of fruits and nuts <laughs> the, the hollywood pictures backlot aimed to capture the essence of hollywood's golden age featuring a mix of real life landmarks and stylized architecture inspired by classic films construction on Disney's California Adventure began in 1998, and the park officially opened on what date? The date that everybody is familiar with. It's because it's significance in the greater uh, Walt Disney Company. That's right. February 8th, 2001. Oh. It's a day when stuff happens. So can wait I, one. Can uh-huh. I? <clears throat> oh, that's usually seven, eight, nine. Um. So anyway, that was dumb. Oh, I get um, that one too. Can, can I just yeah. ask questions at uh-huh. this point? Yeah. All right. So I'm trying to find sort of narrative equivalents because of my line of linear thinking. Right. And I'm, I'm conflating the two. I'm mm-hmm. seeing them as a street, the, mm-hmm. a dead end, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and so on the right hand side, what used to be the ABC Bistro is now a stage show. Yes, it is uh, Playhouse Disney, I think. Something like that. Disney I'm, Junior, live on stage. Live on stage. And Eric, is there an equivalent to, because that's just another live show. So I, I, I stand corrected. There are two live sure, shows. Right? Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. I mean, if I'm trying to win the argument, sure. So the, the equivalent, let's say, for the sake of this argument, is that the equivalent. <laughs> no, it would be Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. You know, from, from quality of, you know, theatrical performance that's and that's the a part of the theater show would be equivalent to phantasmic in a similar location uh-huh um yeah so you got that and then you've got um eateries a lot of sort of stands a couple you can mobile order from you've got anaheim produce uh-huh. which of course you know near hollywoodish mm-hmm. uh and so that would be like your your award wieners mm-hmm. maybe and then you've got uh rosie's so you've got, I'm just trying to think, you've got, you've got some eateries and you've got some shops. I think, is it fair to say that um, Sunset Boulevard has more shops? Because there's a shop immediately to the left. There's a Starbucks. There's another shop. There, well, are, there are three basic shops and then a whole bunch of eateries and a pin stand located in the middle and then shops at the rides. At, right. uh, at California Adventure, we have Gone Hollywood and Off the Page. Off the page. That's from also the animation. The building. Avengers uh, Marvel Mall. 
The, oh, that's the, right. Oh, that yes. big warehouse. The pop-up mall that exists in the former who wants to be a millionaire. Plant, plant location. I have not been in that. I have not set foot in that location since. It's the coldest place on earth. Because <laughs> it used to be the frozen thing, didn't it? Isn't there You're, a frozen display there? Was You're there? right. Yes. I think there was. That yeah. was yeah. Well, the AC is still cranked. Too. So, um, God, I'm just trying to sort through. I mean, you guys, you did the research, so you keep talking. I'm just, for me, I'm trying to figure out there's a lot of equivalence in these two lands. Uh, let me ask you something, Jimmy. Did sure. uh, the, the, over, the other one over there have a little thing called Superstar Lemo? Oh, oh no, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> no. And is that a positive or a negative? <laughs> Histories, mysteries here. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, what would be the equivalent for that? It would be Lightning McQueen. Oh, mm, wait a minute. It's still How there. we found our match? Well, so is Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Mm. No, no, well, no. We've I'm already thinking... done Monsters, Inc. So um, I'm just saying an equivalent to... Well, anyway, go ahead. Keep going. Dan. Well, we go still ahead. need to find the matchup for Superstar Lemo for yes, worst closed attraction. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling you, something there is in the food in the Wonders of Life Pavilion. Maybe, maybe Food Rocks. Maybe mm. maybe uh, making of me just for different reasons. Yeah, that was great. There was a boat tour around nothing in um, Animal Kingdom. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> the, the early early very, and that was tour. closed in a year. Uh, it, you know, the, <laughs> the space that it. has Lightning Maybe McQueen also has Club Disney or had Club Disney and Club Villain. Mm. I, I think I think if we go based on how long they were open, I think the boat around nothing is the yeah, contender. Because that, okay. that, that okay. ride was a ride around nothing. So, yeah. Anyway, and it so, lasted less than a year. We had that. Uh, there used to be stuff in the Hyperion Theater. I could tell you more about that. We had the anim animation building, which uh, is still there, but you could do more when it opened. But COVID came in and single-handedly decided that everything needed to be closed forever. Uh, those things are the place where you could go revoice animated segments. That's right. Um, you could make animated drawings that were animated and mm -hmm. now you get to go and have an algorithm tell you that you are Jafar. Um, and you used to be able to have like classes on how to draw Mickey. They still have that. And okay. uh, you can still see people wandering around the streets with their really, really bad drawings because they suck. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> have, have we done that structure as a versus? We have not. And we okay. could. Um, we need to. Also, Turtle um, Talk is still in that building. The yeah, lobby is wonderful. I want to go into detail about it. That was a phenomenal building. Yeah. And so really now you're seeing where Eric and I started to fall apart. In, yeah. In the concept of this. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> So we need to do that. We need to do, uh, we need to figure out the superstar limo thing at some point. We need to figure out the show. We've already done Phantasmic. We did the tower. So we need to cover all those. I think maybe some of the eateries, I think award wieners versus Rosie's, whoever else has hot dogs or that little chimichanga stand. What's it called? It's like a little trolley, Eric. Oh, let's see. So there's Rosie's, um, Catalina Eddie's. Fairfax Fair. Fairfax Hollywood Fair. Scoops. Yeah, Hollywood Scoops. There's Anaheim Produce. Anaheim Produce. Good, Would it be Scoops stuff. versus Schmoozies? There you go. 
Uh, and then we got Carthay versus Brown Derby. Is okay, Brown Derby okay. in Hollywood or in Sunset Boulevard? It has it's at the it's, end of it. It's in it as much as Carthay is in it has Hollywood. An entrance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, by we'll, the way, we'll it's listed it. as Hollywood Boulevard, but yeah, we can we can annex it, right? I mean, yeah. you know, Matterhorn used to be in Tomorrowland. Why not? Yeah, it's our, there you it's go. our show. Do or we, we could just do different boulevards, you know, whatever. Uh, Hyperion Theater featured uh, Steps in Disney Steps in Time. That's and right. Mary a few Disney songs. And I just remember that that might be the one where a grown ass woman sings a love song to a child. Um, I'm not that sure. All this, yes. All this needs to this be up. addressed and serviced properly. Right. I yeah. don't, I don't want to just skip over it. I feel like it needs to have detail. Well, at least that last part steps in time was brought up on the Hyperion episode that we had. Mm. Oh, that's right. Um, we didn't talk much about the large box that it was contained in or <laughs> the facade of a theater in front mm-hmm. of an actual theater. Yes. That's right. Yes. Uh, that's right. There's so many facades. There. There's so many facades. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's keep talking so about facades. streets. Let's keep just talking about the streets and let's figure out which street is more the Hollywood that never was. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get there, I think we're kind of in a place for me to shove this in. Uh, here, let me show me. Since I fixed my audio, here you go. Yeah. We've got a great bed for you. The lead Imagineers behind the Hollywood Pictures backlot at Disney's California Adventure were Tony Baxter and Barry Braverman. Tony Baxter was a senior vice president of creative development at Walt Disney Imagineering and played an integral role in the development of Walt, of Walt Disney's Disneyland's Dull Pineapples Disney. Disney's California Adventure, including the Hollywood Pictures backlot. Barry Braverman serves as the show producer for the park and was also involved in the creative process of Hollywood Pictures backlot. So basically, this was Barry Braverman's uh, uh, deal. Now, before we get into this, I need to argue, I am not making fun of this man as a person. Um, Barry? I'm, I'm, yeah, I am just merely saying you need to know your talent and your staff and who you have on board. Uh, Barry was also responsible for interventions in Epcot because he was a San Francisco State University College of Education major. That makes sense. Uh, but maybe don't put him in charge of creative decisions. He also was in charge of uh, Disneyland, <laughs> Disney Paris Studios. Who? Uh, and honey, I shrunk the audience. In an interview with uh, Season Pass Podcast, uh, which I sought out today because Barry Graveman is a fast man uh he's he gives the impression that people didn't seem to get the humor or the point of superstar limo but he's pretty sure that if it was allowed to stay open it would have a cult following today he also seems to think that if dca were given a chance to develop its own audience separate from disneyland the original version would be just as loved today as disneyland is uh and he's Absolutely shocked that it's tough to be a bug and Muppet Vision didn't have the same response here in California as at Walt Disney World. They truly didn't anticipate so many pass holders at the theme park where they were aggressively selling (laughs) annual passes for the low, low price of $99 a year. I bought one. This is a theme. It's kind of like, and I have also in my notes, this is just a bad 
you know, commentary. This is kind of like the cancel culture argument <laughs> of, uh, of comedians where they just don't want to update their material. They, so they're like, oh, they don't understand. They don't get it. <laughs> it's, it's always the pass holder's fault. Um, so that's very, very much. Also known, uh, I found this interesting in his, uh, his IMDb. <laughs> Uh, he was a uh, part of the creative team behind Hysteria. Do you remember Hysteria? It was an edutainment animated series that paradizes and satirizes history, pop culture, and edu- and the edutainment concept itself. Oh, it was edgy. Fun. Yeah, yeah, but fun. Uh huh. But fun. Yeah. Remember when Tiny Toon Adventures was like. The thing that everyone was into, and then a yes. bunch of other people were like, "Hey, we need to do that same edgy humor." Well, hysteria was one of them. Is about brave, brave um, about the time that this uh, saxophone solo. Oh, the saxophone solo is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, listener, thank you for being a part of one of our planning episodes. <laughs> so we'll, we'll keep going, but I think what. I've found in order for us to do this episode properly, this will be part one. Mm-hmm. Okay, part two, we'll get uh, May and Natalie. At, and at some point, it won't be like... Yeah, it won't be next right week. Away. But yeah. before we do that, we have to do Superstar Limo versus Disney Animal Kingdom Boats. Art of Animation. <laughs> Art of Animation versus what? I'm glad I, was, I was hit on those bay? boats. What's that? I think it was Launch Bay we said before we hit record, right? Launch Bay, but there's a, there's a Launch Bay in both. No, not at Disneyland anymore. Did they take oh. the sign down? It's a it's a lounge now. It's going to be a lounge. Um, and, it's, and it's now a meet Darth Vader if you have a Disney visa. Oh, I thought the lounge was going in the Starcade. No, the lounge is above the Circle Vision Theater. It used to be the old. Um, oh, that's right. That's sponsor, right. Sponsor, okay. sponsor lounge. Not Circle right. Vision, though. The uh, Circle yeah. Theater. Sorry. Circle yeah, theater. That's right. Carousel Theater. Um, restaurants in both. So we did like we did for Tomorrowland. We just kind of did a high level. Mm-hmm. On all the you know fast foodie restaurants, mm-hmm. Brown Derby and Carthay Circle are neither of them are in the lands we're talking about, but we do need to do an episode about them mm-hmm. because what they 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 act effectively as the fancy restaurant places for both. That's right, and they're the so same distance unrelated, away. Unrelated to episode two of this show of this ep- of this land, but certainly something we need to do. So I've got before we can get this completed as a land <laughs> we need to do superstar limo oh we also need to do disney junior live on stage versus, versus disney junior dance party <laughs> uh, so we've got to go into the other street <laughs> yes oh my god well i suppose they know, are both disney junior things yeah i guess yeah. i'm going it's to close. disney junior next time I go. <laughs> well we can go for you uh, we can all go together yes we can <laughs> yes we what, can what and we can go coming? to the hollywood studios one where it's just a wasteland of of strollers. We'll have to figure that's out right. what's all it is. Um, um, anyway, so uh, I think listeners just for the future, we're going to cover all of that stuff before we finish this part <laughs> two. But in the meantime, let's talk about, if you don't mind, I don't want to, you've done the research, so you've, you've got it prepared for next time. Mm-hmm. Cause we want to talk about the shops as well. Mm-hmm. Can, I think. can I, can I tease something for next time? Please, <laughs> please tease. Oh yeah. The Beverly sunset boutique is patterned Ooh. after 
the entrance to the Warner Beverly Hills Theater that was demolished in 1988. Ooh. So that's what oh. I want to do for this the episode. Facades. For the remaining time, let's talk about what oh, okay. these buildings are, what's on them, that kind of thing. Let's do the streets, which was the original intent. And just so, in case I forget, I do want to mention that ABC Soap Opera Bistro was the place where my one of my favorite improv teams Super Ego was formed. Right. And that, it's Matt Gorley and Jeremy Matt Carter. Gourley. Yep. Matt Gorley, who was also uh, Push. Push, was Push. The Talking mm-hmm. Trash Can. Yep. A podcaster extraordinaire. He has a new that podcast. That would be a great guest. Oh, he'd be a great guest. Oh, my God. He he might actually call do it. <laughs> Let's call Matt. David, call Matt. Matt Gorley. He, you can find him at Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. He also has a new podcast where he and a friend walk through malls mm. and talk like about that. the malls. Yeah. He also he did a show announced. called the Pistol Shrimps Basketball. Basically, him. Yeah, and that's no guy. longer. Oh, oh, okay. This is Pistol Shrimps presents. That's awesome. Mall walking. That's Ooh. apostrophe. Can we all just stop listening to this episode and listen to some Matt Gorley quality <laughs> podcasting? Yes. Yeah. Since um, we're since we're loving on Matt Gorley, also he has a great podcast called I Was There Too, which is like, I love that one. Yeah, it's, it's discontinued, but yeah, it was a very yeah, good podcast. Yeah. He's he's great. I love him. It's it, it, I was there too. Is sort of actors or whomever were in movies, but not the main star, mm-hmm. and tells the stories about kind of also being there. Yeah. Um, anyway, lots of podcasts for you to listen to, folks. In the meantime, <laughs> we're going to continue talking about these streets. High level to me, Hollywood Studios Sunset Boulevard is trying to represent the 1923 Hollywood that Walt Disney found when he moved from missouri the the dca one feels a lot more like the late 90s satire more uh, caricature of what people think hollywood is uh, outside is, of california I, I would i would defer well the, the the hollywood studios version seems to be more 30s 40s hollywood yes sorry sorry and not Disney. to contradict you directly. No, you're fine. I'm just thinking out loud. Well, in California Adventures certainly w- w- did did have a lot of that stink on it originally, but they've been trying or they tried to while still keeping schmoozies and award wieners mm-hmm. and the poster for leading man and leading lady by the toilets. Right. Um That's uh, a, a hidden treasure. <laughs> Sure is. Yeah, the PTR boys talked about that quite a bit. I don't remember what the context is, but they talked a lot about uh, those things and what they were kind of trying to represent. Like one is was trying to represent Clark Gable, and one is rep- like trying to represent Greta Garbo or something. There, I think the thing about the DCA version is there's a lot of trying to represent dot dot dot, and if it, if they all kind of hit on that same mid to low level of like, oh, someone did something in Photoshop and that's cute. If they had a few standouts of like, oh, that if they had a few actual clever things, it might not hurt so much. Yeah. Um, so Fairfax Market is your Anaheim produce, right? It's, yeah. And then there's a lot more Spanish style architecture. Yeah, yeah. And this this is actually there are actual buildings that it's modeled after, like the Gone Hollywood uh store, which is okay, so walking in, 
it's across from uh, the former soap opera bistro forever in our hearts uh, soap opera bistro uh that is modeled after the bullocks wilshire building on uh 3050 wilshire boulevard this is all from yesterland thank you yesterland friend of the show oh yes um and the the replicas are pretty good so say that one one more time is this the whitley building um no the beverly the beverly beverly is formerly on another podcast on our network (laughs) i'm just looking at all the pictures you sent and oh, I have a picture oh, oh, of oh. you. Let me pull them up. F- and there's a picture of the Beverly. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That that facade down there You'd by the end of the street. You mentioned something about the Beverly not too long ago. I thought you were mentioning the, uh, the drink. I, Was that I you, mentioned Eric? the Beverly Sunset Boutique, which is the first building on the left as you head down Sunset Boulevard okay. at Hollywood is it Studios. Actual, does it exist? Is it something in it? it yes, nope. it is an actual store. Is it a villain store? It used to be a villain store. Now it is a candy store and a toy store. That's right. And further down the uh, pretend street with the mural of the sky painted on it is a theater that I can't. It's the Sea Pest Theater. Mm-hmm. On the same picture with Beverly? Yeah. El Capitan oh, Theater. Sea Pest. And it says Walt Disney presents Fantasia. Yeah, I don't know. Crest? Maybe Crest. Crest sounds more plausible than Seapest. Or C- the Seapest yeah. Theater, where future substitute teachers go. Crest. <laughs> Probably Crest, Crest Theater. It says, right, Walt Disney presents Fantasia. Just beyond that is the El Capitan, El Capitan. Theater that says Walt Disney's full length feature Pinocchio. How do you So when did that? that come out? Oh, you're looking at the sad picture of me and the thing. Yes. Um, and of course, the. Uh, the theater so, that is actually a theater, the Hyperion, I think says hooray for Hollywood on the marquee. Sure does. It sure does. Um, so that and, would have been both 1940. Yeah. So so it looks like it's evolving to be a little bit closer to what uh, Sunset Boulevard has successfully done. That's and interesting. Role Models building. That looks like it was original. The Role Models is a shop. That is such an interesting little <laughs> detail because they're... The rest of the land, the the uh, the the entrance to the park itself is trying to emulate, you know, the Los Angeles, the Walt Hollywood. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. you go to actual Hollywood and we're in the 40s now. That's stupid. That's at least what I'm getting from the architecture and from the marquees and that sort of thing. That's that's the thing about uh, about DCA's. Hollywood Boulevard, because it's it started out with so many puns and so many takes on things like Mm -hmm. the the animation building is a take on streamlined modern. Architecture, but it's in a 90s style, it's got lots of little swoopy things and it's in cool colors and like it's not quite there. So they've been trying to rebuild the street ever since. And a lot of the really. There are a lot of really great architectural flourishes there that do map to buildings around the L.A. area, but and they do it very well. I wasn't I wasn't really aware of it until I saw those comparisons. Right. I if anything, I think they're (laughs) not that they would ever do this, but they need to make it dirtier. (laughs) Well, there's that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, but the the bigger problem, I think, with most of it is they haven't completely taken back all of the stuff that is 90s. Schmalty. Like mm-hmm. the 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 schmoozies, the schmoozies sign is is neon, which is fine, but it's a weird font. It's a 90s font mm-hmm. off the page has a giant representation of a bunch of cartoon characters, which are Mm -hmm. all classic Disney characters, but you wouldn't see that in, in Hollywood, in Hollywood. Uh, Would you, I don't think you you would around that time. Yeah. It's, it's too, like it's very vibrant is very stark, but the, the marquee at, uh, at Hollywood studios of the Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway, that is very much that Hollywood. Yeah. 1940s. And if they did the same thing with schmoozies, you know, (laughs) Yeah, it's change almost, the font. It would be perfect. It's almost as though if they were to take the god-awful characters, I'm looking off the page right now, which is modeled after Chapman Market on 3465 West 6, Los Angeles. Uh, a, it would, I think... And this, I mean, you listen to the show, you're a part of the show, you know, you know, I'm, I'm the weird one here. I do think though, that it would be more interesting. (laughs) It would be actually more intriguing and in some ways inviting if they took some of that crap down Mm -hmm. and it was just like, Hey, come see what's in this building. And maybe, sure. you know, still have stuff in the windows, but like like, the role models one, that's very subtle and it's probably a model after something. It probably is. Let's see. Well, Dan thinks about what he remembers it's mm. modeled after. Mm. Yes. It, 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 the same things happen in, in MGM, both on both in well, in Echo Lake, on the main Hollywood Boulevard and on Sunset, since that's what we're talking about. Like I said, the uh, the Beverly Sunset Boutique is patterned after the Warner Bre- Warner Brothers. Well, Warner Beverly Hills Theater, but it, it's Warner Brothers Theater. And I wonder if that's what it is, because it's not actually anything at DCA, but I wonder if they're doing the same thing because it's called Beverly and it's it's on a street with a bunch um, of theaters. But that's that's a that's more of a storefront. Yeah, it kind of is. And and the the Warner has this like iconic tower that uh, in the original incarnation as it was built in the 30s had like Warner written out vertically with with neon which you would not get in a disney theme park no well, I, no i i i, I, I now i would right. also speculate that doing something like that so geographically close to hollywood might there might be some people that would go like wait that's warner brothers and Maybe. that's yeah that's interesting because i mean that's the whole premise of the original park was we're gonna do we're going to do Hollywood, but down here, you don't have to go to Hollywood. You can come right. to Disneyland. Well, and they, they also did this weird thing where, and it's some of this still exists where like they're they're They build this as like the adult theme park. I mean, not mm-hmm. like in a sexy way, but you know, like the adult <laughs> theme park where you could go and, you know, uh, Wolfgang Puck will like, yeah, it's the know, Epcot give, of Disneyland. Yeah, give you a kiss or something and spaghetti comes out of his mouth. as it does. So, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and it's like, it's serious and it's, it, and then they have like, schmoozies where it's just right. like okay pick elaine right right who's elaine boozler elaine boozler she was oh, like, okay. yes yeah. pick I'll, elaine boozler for senate <laughs> district six what is uh so the the abc bistro was was very abc themed was it like it feels like the commissary in hollywood mm-hmm. studios they're very much like mm-hmm. backlot commissary type of feel well, it just happens to be uh themed after the ABC radio building. Oh, that makes hmm. sense. Which is no longer an ABC radio building. It is now a Schwab's. 
Um, Eric, what else have you got with oh, models and architecture and stuff? And so I, have many, your, I have your role models answer. It okay, is uh, the the Max Factor building in Hollywood. Oh, Max oh. Factor. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there. it's the same thing in, in Hollywood now where Hollywood Studios. So the same building, the Beverly Boutique, the next entrance down it, you can see a clear shift in the architecture, and that is patter, pat, patterned Padme after the Pasadena the Winter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Patterned after the Pasadena Winter Garden ice skating rink. It feels very Spanish. What is this? Where the Anaheim produce is? Uh, no, we're not there yet. Okay. That's that's the uh, the L.A. farmers market. Which is also what the um, the one I just said in DCA is modeled after because it's very similar facades. Yes, yeah, it's just that they they did more of a farmers market because there are multiple buildings that all fit into that style. Right. Fairfax Market, right? So the third entrance on that same building is patterned after the Thirty Fiver, which is the oldest bar, the oldest cocktail lounge in Pasadena. Ooh. Um, and yeah, is it so- anything? Is it just a facade? It's no there. Well, that's the thing. The the difference between these two streets is everything on in Hollywood Studios on Sunset Boulevard is a place. Okay, it's a building. It's a shop. They have multiple entrances that represent multiple buildings. They're all real buildings. You can walk into the uh, the three buildings in um, Liberty Square that are all three different types of architecture and it's all one oh, store. the Christmas shop and the, yeah, yeah, it's all one store with three different facades representing three different things. Similar exactly. thing here on the left-hand side in Hollywood studios. Yeah. Well, and on the right-hand side, they have the same thing. And at California right. adventure, each of these buildings is hiding something that is right. Right. It's and not an empty space. Get, if you get to the yeah. right angle, yeah, there's stuff there. It's just that most of these are in Hollywood studio or in uh, DCA are facades. You can see steel, Behind them, they were designed mm. to be a backlot experience. Right, that's mm-hmm. a good point. It's intentional, though. Right. Oh yeah, it was intentional. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird move, but definitely intentional. You know, it's right. like so here's- is it fair to say that Hollywood Studios is recreating Hollywood with functional, like what Hollywood looked like, and DCA is more reflecting the false facade of backlot and you know kind of a, a hollywood like stage presentation is that fair i think so yeah yeah that's interesting yeah it's it it's i guess in some respects it it feels cheaper in dca but that was the How point dare you sir the well, point was, was the to point. create these facades not create yeah. a building that looks like that building because right. it was a backlot right, right. Right? It's fulfilling that was the its original purpose. land. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, yes. And there are definitely there's we're not far away from where that concept, just the strands of it fall apart, like so much spaghetti coming out of Wolfgang yeah. Puck's mouth. Because <laughs> it's 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 currently disconnected. Right. Perhaps it, you could argue when it opened, it was doing its job. Mm as intended better than it is now. Yeah, yeah it's probably yeah, doing yeah. its job better now than it was then. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think there was Maybe. a course correct too because it it and none of it ended well, very little of it ended up being what they intended for it to be because the people that had the intent didn't know what the hell they were doing. 
<laughs> okay. Or they didn't have enough money for it. Well, that, that too. too. They're, yeah, they, they didn't allocate any cash toward it. And Dan, can I just say that now I'm just picturing Wolfgang Puck advancing I, toward me with his arms out and his, his nose. mouth is a gaping black maw. Yes. His eyes have turned red and he's Beautiful. just going <laughs> and firing spaghetti yes. at me. Stuff of nightmares. By the way, any fans out there who want to want animate any of these moments, you feel free. Please. Fan art. <laughs> um, okay. It could be on so, our next April 1st episode <laughs> on April 17th. Yes. So um Eric, you're you, continuing down the street. You basically have a recreation with all those little restaurants of of the uh, farmers market. Farmers market, yeah, right. So that's yeah. farmers market, and then we end at Tower of Terror, which we went through in great detail. True, except for the uh, awesome uh, stone pillars yes, on either side of the street. Those. those stone pillars are the are a recreation of the pillars that that marked the entrance to Hollywood Land. The original subdiv- uh, subdivision. That's right. That created the Hollywood Land sign on That's the hills. Right. Which, it, listener, if you did not know, used to say Hollywood Land. Right. And those those gates still stand, and they are there now in in Hollywood Studios as well with a bathroom. I always wondered what that was because that, yeah. it felt so out of place. Right, and it it feels it looks out of place when you look at pictures of driving down it. Down the street and suddenly there's this old stone, like old stone. It looks like European old, like castle old. Yes, but that sure was does. the the entrance to. That's interesting. But that's on uh, North Beachwood Drive. So we won't cover the phantasmic part of it now. We already have, but that's it's annexed, I would say. It's not really part of. It's the street. So, it's so far down. Yeah. Yeah. So coming back around on the right hand side, uh, past the bathrooms, coming back towards Hollywood Boulevard. Before and after the bathrooms, there are there are shops. Oh, yes. Do you, um, want, do you want me? To I, yeah, I want to hear about it, but I'm, I'm just <laughs> in my mind's eye. I'm thinking the bathrooms are kind of an isolated thing as part of the stone pillars. Yeah. Is there the, a shop next to it? There is a shop in between. So there's, if you're coming back up the street, so you're heading south because this Sunset Boulevard, despite how it looks on the maps, is north-south. It's straight so, north-south. Tower of Terror is at the north end. Yes. So if you're heading south, past the stone pillar bathrooms, there are there is the uh, Beauty and the Beast, Hollywood Bowl, and then there are shops, more bathrooms, and then more shops. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm at the bathrooms by the effectively the Tower of Terror bathrooms. Okay. And then you pass the entrance to Fantasmic, mm-hmm. and you have Beauty and the Beast live on stage. Mm-hmm. That's Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple marquees for it. And right. then you get to what looks like the Tower of Carthay Circle Theater. Yes, it is patterned after the Car- Carthay Circle Theater. Um, now this shop is called Once Upon a Time, a portion it a watch shop. It, there is a at the north end. There's a Pandora at the, uh, at, well, at the south is. end of that. There's a Pandora where they sell watches and other Pandora things. For a while, that was the um, Planet Hollywood shop. God. I remember that a big oh marquee, right? Big, oh, yeah. Mickey big Minnie, runaway time. railway marquee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that entire shop is Once Upon a Time. 
One entrance is the Carthay Circle Theater. The next is patterned after the Berman Building, which is the only building on Sunset Boulevard that is patterned after a building on Sunset Boulevard. Hmm. It was oh, a fur shop. The okay. Berman Fur Shop. Huh. We also have a weird bathroom in the form of the Frank Lloyd Bright bathrooms where you can find Ooh. the leading lady and leading man poster. That's right. That's the same bathroom I'm referencing down an alleyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. By the yeah. way, I also neglected, and I'm very sorry, listeners, if you've been yelling about this, uh, I'm, now's the time. At Award I'm Wieners, yelling. they are the big build as the best wiener in a supporting role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ah. I get it. The bun being the role. The role. Yeah. But there's another people who also call buns roles. And it's but it's spelled R-O-L-L. The role that you eat, not the role in a movie. So there we go. I generally call buns butts. Well, who doesn't? Well, we're going to be lewd about it. Asher definitely does. And he's been saying the word butt a lot. <laughs> sure. That has. kid is. He, yeah. Naughty. He's discovering things about himself. Yeah. <laughs> wonder if uh, you would like do a podcast called Butts Up. You know, that'd like be ears great up. if he did. But with nice. butt. Yeah. But B U T T Z. Because there's a Z in ears. Yep. Yeah. Uh, before oh, we before I we just get, not did not put that together at all. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, before we get to that bathroom, there's also a facade that looks like the Oakland Floral De- Depot and the Cellophane Building in Pasadena. Cellophane, <laughs> Cella. Oakland isn't in Los Angeles. Well, mm. none of yeah. There's there's a lot all over the place. After you pass the bathrooms, which aren't particularly yep notable themed. Um, there's the there's a uh, sort of Spanish influence with the Granada buildings at the north end of the next chunk yeah, of buildings. It's like a circular tower looking thing, too. And yeah, that's the the Academy Theater, which is now the Academy Cathedral, which mm. since the 70s has been a church, but was supposed to be the original home for the Academy Awards. But they never oh. actually filmed the Academy Awards there. So, uh, yeah, that's the Legends of Hollywood shop. Got it. And is that all that building, that one shop? Because there's another entrance that looks like a theater marquee. Yeah, the, the theater marquee is the Academy Theater portion. Got it. Um, the the complete opposite end is the Granada buildings with um, with clay tiles on the roof. Those circular clay uh, or like pipe style clay tiles. There's also a portion that looks like the Lorena Theater in Sherman Oaks. And there's a portion of the building that if you look at it on the outside, it's just labeled 94. They have it written out in, in script 94. Is that because that's the year the land opened? Uh, yes, but, um, yes, that is a nod toward the, 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 the year that the, that sunset Boulevard opened, but that is, looks like some very specific streamlined buildings in LA, but nothing. It's very highly modified. That's technically where Sunset Boulevard ends because yeah. the Red Trolley Cafe is on Hollywood Boulevard. That's the Starbucks. Awesome. Yeah, the entrance is there. There's also an entrance to the uh, Brown Derby from from Sunset Boulevard behind yes. the Red Trolley like stop, which is a right a map destination. It's a really cool map. That's like an actual map yeah. of the railway because it's got like. It's got like uh, Rancho Cucamonga on it. Yeah. Mm. 
Ontario and that kind of stuff. It's a pretty cool actual map. It is fun. Yeah. <clears throat> so and nearby, um, you can buy cotton candy, Dan. <gasps> mm, and popcorn. But you don't um, have a schmoozies. Uh, by the uh, way, schmoozies was uh, modeled after the Crossroads of the World building on 6669 Sunset Boulevard. Hey, so I want to do a similar tour. Great. I know we've kind of covered all of it, Dan, but if we could do a similar tour on Hollywood Boulevard land. Mm. Do you have that? Are you ready for that? I mean, I could certainly try. Well, while Dan is getting ready for that, guess what else is a is a replication of the Crossroads of the World building? It's the main entrance to Hollywood Studios, that big <laughs> pillar in the center as you enter the main gates at Hollywood Studios that has Mickey, Mickey on top, on uh, which is also so it's it, it's a take on the Crossroads of the World building, but it is also a lightning rod. That ah. Mickey is a lightning rod. That's I ah. you know I remember hearing that. Um, OK, so, Dan, yeah. when you first enter Elias and company is technically Buena Vista Street. So we're not going to start there. Right there. Uh, yeah. Hollywood starts at Gone Hollywood, which is a theater. Or, no, excuse me, a shop. And you mm-hmm. said that was modeled after that was modeled after. Where is it? It is modeled after the uh, Chapman. I'm sorry. No, uh, Bullock's Wilshire. Oh, okay. Uh, in 1929, uh, John G. Bullock of Bullock's Department Stores, yes, opened the luxurious Bullock's <laughs> Wilshire. It is no longer there. It's probably not occupied by anything because the homelessness crisis in this country is absurd. Okay. Um, so that's still a <laughs> shop, which is used to be. Mm-hmm. Um Award winners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know what that's modeled after. Uh, it's modeled after the best comedy there is, Jimmy. Okay. Um, oh, I, I don't know. Um, that's okay. See. And then you've got Ficky's, Mickey's Philharmonic marquee. Yes. And then you've got facades that are effectively covering up a courtyard. Right. And those the facades, dining area from yes. award winners. Yes. So you get to see people shove those winners into their mouths. Um, oh, <laughs> that, yeah. that legitimately amused me. I'm sorry. Um, Isn't that that area mostly hidden behind a facade? Yeah, oh, it That's is. That's another episode. The wiener Mickey's eating area. The wiener, wiener shoving <laughs> area. <laughs> Why is that so funny to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a 10 year old, just like Asher. Um, let's see. What, uh, Jimmy, where are you going with this? Because I, I kind of have I'm like just three different windows a tour. open. Okay. I'm taking a tour west to east. Okay. Um, and then we, we cross over in the little back lot area with uh, Monsters Inc. and we come to Schmoozies. Now, Schmoozies looks like a very Spanish style. Uh, it might be. I the the fine people at uh, Yesterland didn't do my homework for me on that one. That's okay. Um, so yeah, so Fairfax Market. It's fair to say that's the farmers market. Right, that's the um, far, farmers market. Um, let's let, let me we, let me tell you what I do have. Um, okay. the souvenir itch, which is a souvenir shop. I don't think it's called souvenir itch anymore. It is the now the um what I had the. I'm referencing too many things here. Oh, it was no, the, yeah. Uh, Cahuenga building, I think, at, at DCA. Mm-hmm. It is um, now it, that is the that is one of the main shields of the, the wiener shoving. Um, it is modeled after Owl Drugstore. 
6382 Hollywood Boulevard. It's now you've got my attention. The, it's almost as though you would get a richer and more interesting experience by going just a few miles in a certain direction to see these interesting old buildings that were well, built just to be, say, a drugstore or whatever. Do you want to see right. Owl Drugstore in person or would you rather go into a building that looks like Owl Drugstore and buy a shirt that has Thor on it? Okay, I'm sold. You're right. Um, we got and a then, Hyperion Theater thing. Yeah, we talked about Beverly already. The Hyperion Theater is just kind of buttressing the original point. Is actually a facade where even on the app you can see scaffolding. Yes, holding it up. Yes, it, it, yeah, it is not. It they're not hiding that at all. That's no. modeled after the Los Angeles Theater on 615 South Broadway in Los Angeles. And uh, this picture, they were showing the Jules Verne Adventure Film Festival. That was in nice. 20, 2007. But let's uh, remind the listener and me that the, the name Hyperion yes. is related to Disney. It was their first film studio, I believe. That's right. It was on Hyperion. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> and um, moving our way back west, we have the Animation Academy featuring Anna and Elsa's Royal Welcome, Turtle Talk with Crush, and Sorcerer's Workshop, mm-hmm. as well as Off the Page. Yes. In that same building. Yes. All excellent things. And also, what's really interesting is right next to, I don't know, it's moderately interesting, Uh Right next to that facade we just talked about is another facade from an entirely different building. And that is the inspiration is the Beverly Wilshire Hotel, Ah. which is interesting because just over on the other side is another building element that says Beverly, which is not the Beverly Wilshire. Or maybe it is. Maybe. Maybe. Let me see. A mystery. Investigations are happening. Let me take a look at that picture again. And then, uh, Eric, uh, another thing we while Dan's looking, I think at one point we were going to compare the animation building to the living seas. Because oh, of the turtle top of crush talks. and like and like the whole like you can do more than one thing in this building thing. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a little it's a little bit of a stretch, a but unfair. I think in order to do turtle talk with crush, you have to cover where it's in. True, true. It's I mean, it's so, the same experience, but it it is I'm sure it's influenced by where you are. Yeah, you can't say which is better until you figure out the environment, because if they're identical right. shows other than Turtle Talk with Crush is in a sea environment, but that can't be the entire argument. It, no, no. Mm, yeah, I suppose it could be. But but if you want me to talk about hydrolators, that's the best way to get me to do it. <laughs> well, you know, I always want you to talk about hydrolators. But yeah, so uh, Art of Animation Building versus Living Seas, we'll get there. That's another episode we have to do before part two of this episode. Are you taking notes? We've made a lot of changes today. <laughs> I've got it all. And then, all right, so getting passed off the page, we already talked about the ABC radio station and uh-huh. we've covered uh-huh. Hollywood Boulevard land. Well, and then since we're talking about facades, the Whitley building, which is the facade that covers the stage where they usually have some kind of a show. Sometimes they have uh, sometimes a local middle school band will come and perform. And they currently have Alice is Alice's magical place thing where she does cooking or something. That stage across the way from... Monsters Inc. 
Oh, so okay. on the back yeah. side of that's on the back side. Yeah. The place that yeah. like people generally don't go. Uh, so yeah. the facade covering that is the Whitley Building, and the inspiration is the Bain Building at sixty six zero one Hollywood Boulevard. Very cool. All right. So for this episode, I think it was a really good table setting for the next one. So we don't have to go through all of it again. Jimmy just doesn't want to admit he doesn't know how to assign points. <laughs> I don't. Absolutely. This he's, is he's 100%. I gave up on the verses a long time ago. Um, so but I, I think we already kind of talked about it. And I couldn't tell you which is better without getting more context into because it feels like these things are both trying to do something. And I currently. Hollywood Studios has a more cohesive vision of that. Mm -hmm. DCA's version is trying to get there and is better than it was, I think. Kind of. But um, okay. but I, I don't I don't want to award points at this point. I think I think I want to set the table for what we do moving forward when we have episode two of this, where we actually award points after we've covered everything. We can call back to some of this stuff, but in the meantime, we have to do. Superstar Limo versus DAK Boats. <laughs> Art of Animation versus either Launch Bay or the Living Seas. We got to figure that out. The Restaurant's high level on both. Disney Junior Live on Stage versus Disney Junior Dance Party. Brown Derby versus Carthay. Mickey's Philhar Magic in both. Uh, that, yeah, so we need to do those episodes. Got a lot of work to do. <sighs> I, think, I think because we've been teasing this for so long and Eric, feel free to edit this out. If this doesn't go anywhere, I, I think that we might want to just go ahead and commit to doing superstar limo versus the boats around nothing for our next Yo, episode. We, I think we should do that. One. Let's yeah. do it. Cause that, so, that offers a bit more of a payoff to where we are now. Yes. And there's things we want honest, to talk about. <laughs> remember the series of, of Star Wars land things, but I have no problem with making those six episodes, the next six episodes. I wouldn't want to do that. That would make, oh, okay. I would absolutely lose. I, I would, my view of the world would become progressively darker as we go okay. forward, <laughs> but I'm ready well, for call that superstar next episode, limo. Superstar limo versus the animal kingdom boats of, that go nowhere. And, listener, and then you guess small which world one? after that. <laughs> Uh, ooh. Sure. Ooh. Ooh. We gotta get we gotta get a big guest for small world. Uh I see what you did there. Uh I think that um so for superstar limo versus boats around nothing, are is this gonna be a which one is worse? Or ooh. is it gonna be a which one was better? Oh because they're both closed. So I think true. we could go into which one deserved to be taken. <laughs> This because when, when we most. did we did monsters inc yeah and how much of Hol uh, superstar limited we get into we, not, we skimmed it yeah that, I, that, I think i did that was I did monsters inc. yeah 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 i did monsters inc so i i don't think i went through a lot of superstar right. history it was an ip overlay episode <laughs> that's right yeah oh my god okay cool well in the, in the meantime if you're okay with it i want to leave it there Totally. I, like I committed to the beginning, listener, you will have resolution to this. But this was a nice little preamble, uh, preview of coming attractions. And a little bit, let's be honest, of uh, us workshopping our um, podcast. Don't, mm -hmm. don't admit so, to that. No. Oh, no, sorry. No. <laughs> the, the listener didn't need to pick up on that. They, they probably, they're very smart people. They, it was not they totally intended to it. be that, but it is a no. byproduct of the evolution of this show. And as we get varying levels of busyness, but well, thank you for sticking with us. And as, as we were talking about this, this episode, Jimmy, I remember you were like, okay, so what's 
the point? Where are we going with this? And I think Eric and I were just like, I think you'll see <laughs> when I we have, get started. I've been researching. <laughs> yeah, we've, we're kind of, it's either we'd use what we have or we don't have anything. <laughs> and Dan also said, we always figure it out. Mm-hmm. And we did. We figured it out. This is episode one of the two land Sunset Boulevard versus Hollywood land. Uh, now I want to get back to what we teased at the beginning. <laughs> By the way, very good job. Thank you both. I'm, I'm in, very impressed at how ready you were to go through the tour of these things and tell me exactly what it was intended to be. So thank you for yes, that research. Eric, I was also impressed. Um, I was impressed by you being impressed by me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everybody knows this is, this is not going to last very long because we've talked about it a little bit. It is no longer Reedy Creek Improvement District. It is now the Central Florida Tourism Oversight Committee. Oh, board? board? Committee? Something like that. <laughs> uh, Ron DeSantis um, kind of set district. his <laughs> district. He wants to put essentially his people on the board. Mm -hmm. But before that was put into place, the existing board got together in the a day, very public. The day before. Very public. No, it took them two months. They put this together two months before they figured it out. Oh, okay. So they, they got together and they made a special clause. Now, the original agreement was that there would be a, a, a new developer agreement. Basically, this is 30 years, Disney, you can do whatever you want. The board got together, very public. It was open to the public, mm -hmm. widely announced. We're having this thing. So, Jimmy, and are they, you implying that if if anyone were inclined to pay attention to what was happening in this area, they probably would have seen it happening. Yes. Yeah. Because okay. I, and I remember this. For sure. I, what's <laughs> funny is I remember the announcement and I remember that somebody said that they wish they could have been there or whatever. There was, it was just overlooked, right? Nobody was paying attention, but it was widely announced and very public in that, that meeting, that public meeting, which everything was voted on. Everything <laughs> was publicly known. They came up with something called the Rule Against Perpetuities. The Rule Against Perpetuities states that basically nothing changes from today's current, the way it's been since the 60s, until 21 years after the death <laughs> the of the last part. survivor of the King of England as of the date of that agreement. That Amazing. is glorious. So that means King Charles, his children... His King children's third, children, not, not the second. <laughs> King the Charles the family, third. basically. Yeah, effectively. You know, it's, I mean, and how many, with the incest of that, how many people right. are descendants of King Charles? But let's just say immediate aunt, family. One of his aunts probably counts. Right. So that's right. It's also his daughter. Um, so King Charles, his two sons, their children, their children's children, the children's children, as long as they continue to procreate, once Which the last one dies, thing. Yeah, once the last one dies, then 21 years 21 later, years later. <laughs> it is so brilliant. It's great. And Disney, excuse me, state of Florida is now suing. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, listen. You knew about it. We invited you. We voted for it. What are you talking about? You could have shown but up and protested. Nobody ever comes to our things. Why don't you oh, come God, to our it things? Was just absolutely brilliant. And oh. the fact it took them two months to figure it out. Yeah. And they they effectively said in their in their you know meeting is like we have no function. We're just in charge <laughs> we, of picking up roads. trash. That's yeah. it. That's all we that's do. It. Yeah, they, he, they don't. 
even AJ yeah. on Disney Food Blog got salty about it. She's just like, they done messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, oh my God, it's brilliant. And so they're trying to find lawyers who can out-lawyer Disney lawyers. But remember, <laughs> that at the time, the Disney wasn't saying a word. Like, Mm-mm. all this stuff happens. It's like, eh, all right, fine. We all figured that, that new Bob, new old Bob, old new Bob yeah. had enough to do because he was facing that uh, that proxy issue with, yeah, the, with the stock value. In the meantime, yeah, you, you just think, oh, you know what? This is going to blow over. Let's just leave it alone. A too much you know, negative animosity. Let's just let it pass. Let DeSantis go, whatever. Let them mm-hmm. do their thing. Because mm-hmm. really, at the time, like we talked about, nothing really changed. Yeah. It was, you know, no airports, no, no nuclear power plants. Basically, it's the same. Wait, but what? But, no but more nuclear is, power? <laughs> but it is all rooted in the basic idea that Disney was doing this in retaliation for old new Bob. But yeah, you know, kind so, of half acidly standing up for, you know, people. To right. be able to be people. Exactly. So, yeah, that we think that that was originally, I think, the retaliation. And DeSantis is not going to stop, right? He's not going to stop fighting until 2024. Um, <laughs> so I think all of this kind of goes back to normal in a couple of years. Um, but, man, that instead of thinking what we thought they were doing was just like, raise, you know, raising their hands, mm-hmm. white flag, mm-hmm. we surrender. In the meantime, instead, they were very publicly... Given a middle finger to DeSantis. I, I think they are actually I think they are actually playing some amount of four-dimensional chess here because they know that DeSantis is not going to give up because this has become his brand. And he wants to fighting big business. Right. And he wants to take over Donald Trump's current presidency because Donald Trump is <laughs> president, if we all we all know. Um, That's right. And um I think they they're playing it to where they know that he can't he they're forcing him to become the aggressor in this, which he has been in the whole time. Right, but yeah. now they're but now instead of them bringing the lawsuit to possibly even the Supreme Court, they're for, they're making it so they're like, hey, now you have to look like the attack. Now you have to actually I didn't make it clear that you are the person doing this, right? Which then. I don't think they're thinking I don't think he's thinking this through because, you know, he is a, a they say with me, he's a vape carpet cartridge turned into a sentient. Sorry, it's the connection. That's, yeah. that's fine. I, I think that he, they are now going to push for maybe another person to be governor because he doesn't have the charisma and charm of our sexy our sexy Trump. Um, but he's gonna, um, basically they're making it so that he has to, he, he has to make himself look as though he is not friendly to business. Right. Because now it looks like, well, if you want to attract business to Florida, well, any business that you do attract to Florida, they're going to see very publicly that if you do anything that he doesn't like, he's going to do this crap to you. Here's what, bothers me about it there's no benefit to anybody nobody benefits from this what bothers me about it is last time we drove down there we're driving and we get in kind of late and we're staying at a a a hotel um i think we're at saratoga springs 
and the Google Maps took us kind of a circuitous route where we're driving through just miles and miles and miles of homes, housing developments, shops, strip malls, homes, strip malls for miles. Mm-hmm. And I look around and say, none of this exists if what well, not for Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. None yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Central Florida does not exist in its current state without Walt Disney. Now, maybe you know, Universal decides they want to, you know, maybe some other whatever goes to Central Florida and builds something, but it's not what it is today. No, millions it, and millions yeah. of people do not live and buy and spend in Central Florida without Walt Disney. And more credit needs to be given to the organization continues to perpetuate that growth and that level of, of, of economy. They don't need to be stood in their way. They need to support it. Yeah. Because it, not that they would, but if they shut down, does so does Central Florida. I mean, yeah. maybe not completely because you still have Universal. And, but there's no Universal. There's no SeaWorld. There's no Busch Gardens. There's no Legoland. None of that is there without Disney. Right. Leave them the hell alone. It doesn't help anyone. It's not benefiting anyone. But it's a, he, he's on a book tour. So, yeah, he's, somebody's somebody's got to sell books. And uh, you can't sell books if you can't pretend that you're hardline against the person that made your state what it is. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. So also there were some layoffs, Mm. which is the thing that Chapek threatened. Iger said, hold off. And they did it anyway. I, well, Iger turned around and specifically said, Hey, uh, in, in, in regards to that, uh, that proxy battle, he said, okay, you know, we got to cut, we got to cut costs. Let's fire 7,000 people. And, and this is round one. Remind me what round one was. There was a specific division. Uh, well, the, the, meta, the meta division. That, that meta, division was right. 50 people. That made a lot of headlines, sure. but it was 50 people. He hired, but, he fired way more people than that. But still, I think that 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 sort of shows and I know the least about business of all of us here, but I I, that I think shows us the kind of cuts that he's looking to make rather than the kind of cuts. I I think the kind of cuts Chapek would have made like he he would have he would have cut the entire Imagineering division. I mean, (laughs) it's like eh, they don't do anything. But I think with Iger, he's able to go in and and with more precision or at least with more tact, be able to say like, yeah, and be able to say like, okay. This isn't essential to what we do as Disney. Yeah. Mid Bob right. came up with this thing and I don't Mid care. Bob. That's um, that's my new term. I just Mid Bob. Just I, coined I, that one. I legitimately Hashtag called me. I legitimately called uh Eisner Bob Eisner. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, Eric? Back to your uh whatever you call it comparison. If if in fact Chapek is um What's the term, Dan? Roast beef. Oh, a sentient place, a sentient, a sentient plate, plate of roast of beef. Roast beef. Yeah. <laughs> then it's meat Bob or beef Bob, and then the other Bob is bun Bob. But <laughs> bun Bob or, or or roll Bob. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think Josh is more of the bun guy. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, we are we we appreciate all of the cast members uh, in any division, whatever they are, parks or anything else. And, and it's always sad when you have to have a reduction in force. Hopefully it's done strategically and uh, everybody finds their way and, and lands on their feet. 
except Bob Chapek. Okay, so <laughs> uh, we talked about concierge a little bit. I'm going to call them to book my flight to the concierge event and um, eight five six R years. And also, the Coop family is back to Orlando again. Uh, we planned their trip last time they went to Beach Club. Say they will never stay anywhere else because of the proximity Ooh, to so much stuff. Nice. What about Yacht Club? Um, they we looked at Yacht Club. Nope, sorry, they're staying at the Yacht Club. Oh, okay. Time. Yacht Club's. Uh, I mean, they've got the updated rooms. And we we Beach found Club a has sale. yet to be updated. We booked and then we found a sale that was better and we rebooked with a better rate because that's what we do at Concierge. Frequently, the, the the people at Concierge, where there's a group chat and they will announce that people check this you know, every day, they'll announce when they see their discounts offered and we will systematically go through all of our bookings and see if any of them were qualify. Um, it's always easier to change when you haven't booked in full. So, so fun secret. If you want to take advantage of these, just pay the deposit until oh, you absolutely, absolutely. have to pay. Yeah. Because if you pay in full, they are not so happy to give you those discounts. Hmm. Uh, but you can always cancel, um, up to 30 days in advance of your trip. So when you're booking, just do the $200 and wait, cause there might be a better deal. Yeah. Why give Disney your money now when you can give Disney your money later? And maybe less of it because of what yeah. concierge is doing for you. Now they didn't book tickets through us. They had tickets through work and, but they, they booked the hotel. They know how to book hotels, but because of the thing I just said, we saved them money and they wouldn't have otherwise done that. So con- concierge.com eight, five, six hour ears. We have the other shows that we all know and love. There's six of them now. Con- uh, ears up, ears up in depth. The Supreme Resort, Scraping the Vault, Puny Pod, and the Bantha Milk Podcast. I am trying to get Dr. Pershing. He is not responding. <laughs> I understand oh. why. <laughs> Dan, is your mic starting to grow mustache hairs? It had, it had a little hair right there. Oh, okay. Okay. It's got, it's got hair on its head now. I drew that anyway, the first time. Okay. So... Uh, in the meantime, uh, please contact us. Um, I'm Jimmy, Dan, and Eric, all at earsup-podcast.com. And rate and review our show, please, unless you don't like it, in which case, stop listening and don't say a word. But give us five and stars first. Five yeah. stars first. Yeah, give us five listening. stars to express your disappointment. That's right. And then, That's what that um, means. Yeah, <laughs> like, like uh, TSR East and West on... On Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, something might get posted. I I posted some uh, some oh, foodie do some foodie content. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Right, I think I did. I don't know if it actually went through or not. I don't know how to do Instagram. I'm old. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, in the meantime, we look forward to you're going to hear a lot more content. Obviously, not just the, the sixth whatever I listed, but also other episodes like Small World. Still working on getting. Um, Carly Wiesel, she is still interested, but also still very pregnant, having babies. So look forward to that. Pregnant later people year. can talk too. Jimmy. That's what I said, but mm-hmm. she just stopped she, doing her own podcast. I don't see why she'd do in, ours. Internalized sexism, right there. Well, mm. Anyway, um, and then uh, yeah. So, but stay tuned later in this year for the actual episode of the <laughs> Anna. Hollywood Boulevard versus Sunset Boulevard, the lands. We covered the streets. They're both equally the same. <laughs> they're, they're tied right now. All right. And that, now until next time, be good to each other. And until next time, I keep saying, court is adjourned.
How many times did I say until next time? A few. Enough. Well, next time I won't. Dan, I, I, I think from now on, mm-hmm. I need to have Walt Disney saying fresh baked. <laughs> yes, you do. I need, I, I need it. I need it. <laughs> As the that end of. Pretty- how, how's your gain on that belch there? <laughs> you tell me. Fresh baked.